Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, my name is Wade, and joined with me today is my good friend, Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing okay. I'm very tired. Yeah, I bet. We Packing up that house, getting ready. Yeah, things are moving really, really fast. Um, to put step it, by step. Well, to put it into perspective, our original tentative close date is November 10th, but... It's October 10th, and we're pretty much on the final stage right now. Um, so we could be closing around the end of the month, which is great. Woo. But it means we gotta gotta ramp up. So got a lot of work. Yep, got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and it's not like you can pause regular life, right? Like you still have to work, still have to no. be a dad. Still gotta live. Yeah. Yep, gotta be a husband, a dad, a, um, an employee. Right. Not just an employee, you're a manager. You got to be a manager. Mr. Manager. That's rough. That's right. Yeah. Like, I I don't envy you at all. Yeah. Today took a lot out of me. Uh, the second half of the day just had a couple tough meetings. Um, I'll spare the details of them, but. Well, knowing that, your text message to me earlier is even more encouraging. Anytime I get a text from Kevin and it says, hey, you want to record tonight? I get excited. <laughs> so knowing that. You had a little bit of a rough afternoon, and you still wanted to record. That, that makes me happy. Well, I'm also thinking schedule-wise, too, because I can't go tomorrow. Um, right. I'm spending the day in Boston and um, going to the Bruins game. And then Thursday could probably go, um, but where I'm not home on Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to have stuff to do. So Friday, Saturday probably yeah. would work, you know, but I figured – tonight works so let's do it yeah this is fine this is nice because we gave it a week since we saw the last episode of ahsoka yeah so we've gotten some time to really sit and contemplate it as a series as a whole and the individual episode itself um and question of the week which we discussed a little bit um via text though i kind of i think i kept my opinion to myself for the most part yeah i answered it um I think it was Dylan who asked it. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. I know Dylan will shoot us a text tomorrow at some point saying, "Yes, it was me asking it." Because <laughs> it was he, D- Dylan. You you are awesome. Every time we post a, an episode, you listen to it pretty much the next day, and then you send commentary. Like as you pass pass different segments, we'll get an individual text each time you pass different segments in the podcast episode. With no, just context, giving your little though. bits of comment, <laughs> just out of nowhere. And I'm like, uh, what is that about? And he's like, uh, yesterday's episode. And I was, oh, okay, Don't yeah, that makes sense. Said it. <laughs> Idiot, Dylan's awesome. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the move, before we get to the question of the day, there is a possibility that records of the Republic may be put on hold, uh, podcast wise for a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, 
with Kevin packing up and moving, his schedule is going to be pretty tight. Uh, so there's a possibility he may not be able to get on. We might do some single episodes uh, with just myself, just to touch base if there's any you know news we want to cover. I may try to get a couple of guest appearances from other podcasts and people. I know Alexander uh, Moylan, Casper, reached out to us recently and was like, Hey man, I'd love to be on a podcast because we had talked about it with him a couple of times. Um, about him possibly guest appearing. And we've also talked about getting Dylan back in the circle and loop. Um, the only problem there is Dylan just had another baby. He just had his baby boy, which we are all super excited for him on. And I imagine he's not getting a lot of sleep right now. So we're not going to twist his arm into anything, but I have a feeling, as you pointed out earlier to me, Kevin, that it probably won't be much twisting there. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's a possibility we may have some episodes coming up, um, and it may be possible that we are going to go on break for just a little while. Um, but either way, we will still be actively engaged getting on Twitter and TikTok. And, you know, I just bought a tripod finally. Um to use for TikTok videos nice. so I can finally start recording without like putting it in my pencil holder or, you know, trying to set up my phone somewhere where it won't fall over. Just that ring so. light. I've got You've it. You've got one? That's what I've got on oh, right now. Yeah, that's what I've got on right now on my computer. One thing that we could do so. that I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I know that you'll be very excited at this idea is it probably would be easy to stream some gaming. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, and you guys let us know if you would be interested in that too. Um, I found out PlayStation does it really easily through um, YouTube, and then I think Xbox is through Twitch. Um, so we can stream either way. Um, I think we can also stream to Twitter uh, directly from PlayStation. Probably. So it's something we're kind of playing with and trying to figure out, you know, I, I'm not technologically savvy so you had it going on youtube didn't you the last time we played yeah i i had it going but i don't know if any of our commentary like any of us talking uh, came through so i don't i don't really know exactly how to work it we'll have to test it <laughs> i am i kill bugs for a living kevin i'm not very technologically savvy um, so we're going to have to, we'll figure this out some way. Yeah. Um, maybe I can get some tech guru involved that can help us with it. Cause I, I, I know how to click buttons, but I don't ever know if I'm clicking the right ones and in the right order. Um, you, but regardless, maybe, you know, somebody with ahead. a job title manager of technical support. I probably do. Me. <laughs> So, so Kevin's going to figure all of this out for us yeah. in all of his free time, um, and we'll go from there. But we will still be actively engaged on social media platforms. Just not sure if we'll have a regular podcast coming out. I definitely uh, each won't. week moving forward. Kevin won't be on it regardless if we do. Um, not not for a little while till they get Probably settled. Just in. a month or so. Yeah, yeah, like mid late November. Just would depends be my on when guess. we close. Yep. So, uh, okay, going back to the question of the day. Uh, Dave Filoni has done an incredible job with Ahsoka and has proven himself to be not just a competent storyteller, but an excellent storyteller. 
uh, especially when it comes to Star Wars. With that said, Kevin, is there anything that you have ever been unhappy with that Dave has done? Um, I really don't think so. Uh, everything that he has done, it's either been super, super great, and it was a really big high, or it was kind of just like, meh. There, there's been nothing that I right. straight up didn't like. Like maybe there was an arc in Rebels that I didn't really, it didn't grab me, didn't dislike it. But sure. I mean, Clone Wars certainly had a bunch of those, right? Oh yeah, Clone Clone Wars was up and down. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of like, is there anything? I wouldn't change anything that he's done. Um, I think when we were talking about it the other night, I said if you had asked me that about John maybe one or two things, you know, I, I might change, even though I don't straight up hate them or dislike them. I am Lizzo. No, I didn't, you know, I like that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking more book of Boba Fett. Um, oh, I didn't, I loved it. Well, actually I, I didn't it. like everything. Yeah, in book I liked of Boba it, Fett. But there's, there's one thing I didn't like. Was the, the Vespa. It was the Vespas. <laughs> I think everybody hated that. <laughs> that was that. the only thing I was like, really? Part <laughs> of me thinks not John hated that. He was just testing us. Um, That's possible. No, I mean, if I were to pick one thing, it would be, I think Ahsoka needed another episode or two. Um, I kind of was thinking this, and then I was listening to uh, our buddies with the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. You know, in yeah. their breakdown, and I, I didn't agree with everything that was said, but I definitely agreed with that. That there were some plot lines that, f- on after eight episodes, after we're done with it, feel rushed. Um, I wouldn't yeah. say forced, but I think if we had another episode or two to to work with, I don't think longer episodes. I think that honestly, we had the right the right length of episodes. Um, I agree, but maybe ten. I think, you know, we really needed to know more about uh, Shin and Balin. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, Balin, as a whole, has kind of stolen the show to an extent. Not to say that the focus wasn't on Ahsoka and all of that, you know, good stuff, you know, regarding Rebels and Clone Wars. I think it was. But Balin was this unexpected black sheep that ended up, like, becoming a sensation out of this show. And, it, you know, one of the reasons it's unfortunate that we lost Ray Stevenson because his character was just so incredibly well done for the little bit that we got of him. And it definitely left you wanting a lot more and left you with more questions regarding him and his history and also his relationship with Shin. It's something that has been criticized on other star Wars projects that I personally don't agree with, but in other projects, we've gotten an entire episode dedicated to some backstory or, you know, some right. bit of information that isn't the main story, but it's helping paint the picture. And I, I really do think that one episode of just those two would have been perfect. I think it would Right, because we've gotten, we've gotten stuff for all of the other characters, um, protagonists and antagonists alike. Um, yeah. With Ron and Morgan, and then with, um, you know, obviously Ahsoka, Ezra, Hera, Sabine. We've gotten a whole bunch of other stuff with them. So it would have been nice to have one backstory character, you know, in one of those episodes where 
he, you know, especially I think it was episode seven, it was six or seven where he's constantly like reminiscing about, you know, the Jedi order and those days and flashback, something like that. It would have been great to have a flashback there. I feel the same way about Ezra. I think that he was just thrown in. I don't think that it was wrong to do that, but like, what's the dude been doing? You know, um, uh, I, I don't think we needed as much there. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's been avoiding Thrawn. You could spend five and minutes the bad on guys. It. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I'm honestly more intrigued by Balin and Shin than I was with Ezra. Oh, 100%. For me, Ezra was one of those like happy, happy feeling. Okay, he's still alive. He made it. He survived. He's coming back. Great. But I didn't really need any any backstory on what he's kind of been up to in my opinion i think personality wise sure there's been it doesn't seem like there's been much he's ezra from from rebels but like i don't know if i was stuck in a different galaxy for that amount of time probably going to see some dark times and there's probably going to be some some struggle i just want to know a little bit about it like what was it like when you got there how did you separate from thrawn that's fair. Spend five minutes on it. But if I had to get more of anything, if I had to choose between them, it would be Balin, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I feel like Sabine, as much screen time as she got, why were her... I, I don't feel like we got enough about her and Ahsoka. Hmm. And why they're beefing so hard. And then they just are cool. That isn't as much of a stretch. I, I kind of get that. But I'm nitpicking on that one. It just I it just bolst- I'm trying to bolster my point that I think we should have gotten another episode or two. To really well, I think tie that's where it's gonna stuff. that's where I think season two is going to tie into a lot of that. Cause I think season one was supposed to be mainly reintroductory. Like, you don't, here's the characters, here's where they're at. You don't think that this is just working up towards Dave's movie? I mean, I, I think eventually it is regardless. But I think that Ahsoka could very well be the next Mandalorian in terms of having a multi-season series. You think so? I, I don't very, you think they would have announced yeah, especially, it by now? Especially the way, I think the way they left it off in the at the end of Episode eight. I think it was very much uh hey we're planning on having more. Oh for sure. I just um, think I just think that it could be that it, they're said that more is going to be the movie. What I, I would just like, don't see it being the movie. So here what I would like is a season 2. You know, get everybody back into home galaxy and yep. the movie being the big battle. You know, how are we going to yes. take down Thrawn? Maybe Luke shows yeah. up. That's what I'm saying. I think I think Sabine and Ahsoka, because I think they've gotten to a point, and we got we kind of got to this in episode eight, where Ahsoka's realized that, like it or not, taking Sabine on as her apprentice means that she needs to to support her sometimes when she may not understand the decisions that she makes, and she she touches on that how you know Anakin stood by her side, even though he may have been the only one to do it. 
he stood by her side and she's kind of come to that conclusion that she may not have understood Sabine's decisions, you know, and how she ended up choosing what she chose. But at the end of the day, she, she's going to stand by her. And I think, I think that was really, I, I think they'll get more into that with a season two of Ahsoka. I think, um, we kind of got a, a cliff notes version of, okay, they don't quite see eye to eye, you know, a little bit of backstory and episode eight really kind of got into a lot more of that when Ezra and uh, Hu Yang are talking. Cause Ezra looks at Hu Yang. And he's like, what did I miss? And uh, Hu Yang kind of goes into a little bit more detail about, you know, kind of what happened between Ahsoka and Sabine in terms of Sabine was basically, or uh, Ahsoka was worried that Sabine was going, you know, trying to, to gain this power for the wrong reasons. And that she was trying to learn and become more powerful, more skillful, that sort of thing. Um, Question on that. Almost to pursue act of revenge. Yes. You bring up the scene with Hu Yang and, and Ezra, and this was another one that I got from uh, Scarif, but how do you think Hu Yang knows that Kanan or that because he knew him as Caleb and Kanan changed Correct. his name after Order 66. How do you think Hu Yang knows? Well, I mean, he was with you think Ahsoka um, told him Hera. I, I, I guarantee at some point because he knows Hera and Jason. Yeah. And he knows Jason is Kanan's son. Um, at some point there was a, a connection made and I don't think it's that hard to, to believe that someone would have filled him in at some point. Yeah. You that know, was obviously cool Hera, it was, it was a favorite. fantastic scene. Um, <clears throat> especially when he gets the emitter out yeah. that matches Kanan's and he's like, there's only ever been two of these and I held on to the other one. It's fitting. You should have it. Like that was awesome. It's just so fun to watch who Yang get all bent out of shape. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, because Ezra's oh, not doing awesome. it how he wants him to do it. And... <laughs> Ezra, Ezra's like all over the place. He's he kind of reminds me of like when he's first building his his first lightsaber with the blaster, yeah. you know, built in, and you know he's just kind of all over the place. And Hu Ying's like, "There's a method. There's a <laughs> process." And Ezra's like, "Yeah, I've got a method." And he's like, "There is no process <laughs> to what you are doing whatsoever." You know, Hu Ying is very very OCD <laughs> about his 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 cabinet his little shop yep. um but yeah I, I really do think especially the direction they started kind of revealing more details because it was kind of vague about the whole why did ahsoka not trust sabine and you know whatever their relationship was you know we kind of got little hints here and there it was kind of vague but then at the very end hu yang goes into a little bit more detail with ezra and you get that scene with ahsoka and sabine um, on the shuttle talking back and forth. And so I think they're going to dive more into that, especially with Ahsoka and Sabine now isolated on this planet together <coughs> on Peridia. Yeah. I definitely think season two is going to cover that. I hope so. I hope we get it and get more into detail with it. I don't want to wait too long for it, but I think we're gonna, they got to catch up now. This is so my, I don't actually have any gripes with Dave Filoni and I do have a gripe with something that he was a part of, but I don't know if he had any decision-making in it. Um, and my gripe is in Clone Wars when Yoda encounters Darth Bane's ghost. 
That's that's my only gripe. I don't know if Dave Filoni had any. I'm, I'm sure he had some decision making in this, but the way Darth Bane is portrayed, I was not a fan of. Shouldn't, it was cool to get Darth Bane's name. Shouldn't it not but, even be possible? What that his ghost appears? Yeah, I thought that wasn't possible for Sith. It's a different kind of ghost. It's not a ghost in the sense that we know Force ghosts. It's like an I essence. think it's more like a vision. Yeah, it's like a vision or an essence, that sort of thing. Which there are, there are, there, there are events in old Republic books and other EU books where things similar to this have have appeared or happened. So it's not something that's entirely impossible. Um, but it's not a force ghost as as we understand it mm. from a Jedi's perspective. Gotcha. Um, but just the way he was portrayed, in my opinion, I was not a huge fan of it because it didn't look anything like like when you hope you hope that your first appearance from Darth Bane is what you're used to. So what we expect is like maybe the basilisk basilisk armor um on him and if you guys haven't read the darth bane trilogy go read it it's, it's a fantastic book it's not canon uh none, n- n- there's a it's a trilogy and none of the books in that trilogy are canon but fantastic storytelling fantastic writing and i definitely think it's something that should be canon or at least brought into in pieces here and there um but if you're going to canonize a character like darth bane which a lot of people would love, why would you do it in a way that's not representing the character that you've come to love? Good and question. that's the only issue I had with it. That's the that's the only thing that I would sit down and not even take issue with Dave Filoni over, just sit down and say, okay, why did you go this direction with this character? First of all, how dare a specific you? reason? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those question God as to why he made the mosquito. I don't have, I shouldn't be doing, you know? Um, but you know, I would, I would probably sit down and say, okay, why did you go this direction with the representation of this character? And he may have talked about it at some point. That's something I'll look into to see if he has an answer for it. Um, one of the things I like, that's the one thing is that he'll, if, if you did ask him, he would explain it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And he probably has a reason for Everything's it. If, intentional. like I said, it, if he is the one who who made that decision, made that call, or had influence in it, then I'm sure there's a reason for it. It wasn't an arbitrary decision. Yeah. But, you know, from a fan point of view where all I know about Darth Bane is what you get in the EU, you'd like to get a little bit of resemblance, you know, to what you you expect sure. to see him as. So that's my only, not even really gripe, just thing i'd be like eh, well why 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 <laughs> you know um i did see something on twitter today which kind of i don't want to say it bothered me um but it kind of made me feel icky okay and someone had tweeted and asked other twitter users um do you think shin is being set up to be the canon version of Mara Jade. And I don't think so. And I really hope that's not the direction they would go with her character. Um, go ahead. That really irritates me. It really irritates yeah. me. And it's yeah. not everybody has to be 
somebody. They can we can have new characters. We don't need to tie right. every there's a theory this is what I was talking about last time when I said that sometimes crazy <laughs> fan theories irritate me. Yeah. Let's just enjoy it, right? Like we don't need to dig. That's such a forced take to have. Yeah. Well, to me it's just like and he in all fairness to this person, they may not have been, you know, saying this is my theory for this. Um, but I don't even see logically trying to make that connection. Um, because I feel like someone like Dave, who has such a respect for fans and star Wars as a whole, both Canon and EU would not do something that blatantly like in your face, suck it, you know, like just deal with it. I, I feel like he would, if, if Mara Jade is going to be introduced, She's going to be introduced in some capacity that honors the EU character. I think it would be Mara Jade. I think Dave yes, has been I on record saying that he, if he's going to implement EU things, he's going to be as true to it as he can possibly be, right? Like Correct. Thrawn, that's obviously the number one example of it. Pretty close. Yep. And he's done a very good job with Thrawn. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that Dave is going to do a subtle nod like that. If it is a subtle nod, it'd be clear. Yes, I agree. And don't get me wrong. So, like, I know that it's this is just a personal thing for me. I know a lot of people that like to go down these rabbit holes, and it's fun for them. You know, they don't take it too seriously. It's just not for me. It, it, right. I find it annoying, but that's... I don't mind going down the rabbit holes as long as it's not something like... It has to make a little bit know, of sense. Yeah, Maroke potentially being Galen Merrick. There, I, I can see some connections being made there. You yeah. know, were we? What, was I wrong about that? Yeah, absolutely. Am I okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen a fan you know? base just go silent about something so quickly? <laughs> just total 180, like yeah. totally forgot about the character entirely. Yeah. Um, I will say though, well, I'll get to that on when we talk about episode eight, because I was really happy about episode eight for a couple of things. Um, so any other news, uh, Crimson climb, uh, came out today. Uh, it's a book by EK Johnston, which I don't know. Did you ever read the Ahsoka novel? No, but it's in my wish list. I really, really want to read it. Okay. It's okay. It's not the greatest, especially now. Uh, isn't it not? Because there are a lot of things. Correct. Yeah, it's it's not canon, um, but it's not bad. I don't think it's it's an awful book by any means. I enjoy it. Um, but she wrote that, and then she also wrote the uh, the Queen's book, uh, Queen's Hope, Queen's Peril, Queen's Shadow, all all of those different books regarding um, Padme. Padme. So I got a little uh, snippet here uh, regarding. Crimson Climb, uh, and it says, Kira listened to the dreams and promises of a boy with a reckless smile, only to be torn away from him and returned to the White Worms gang while Han made his way to freedom. Now freedom seems like a luxury she can't afford, while she concentrates on survival and despairs of ever leaving Corellia. But her fortunes seem to take a, a turn when a representative of the crime syndicate, Crimson Dawn, plucks Kira from captivity and brings her to the syndicate's leader, the mysterious and mercurial 
uh, Dryden Voss. Voss offers Kira an opportunity she's never had before, the chance to build something resembling a comfortable life, if she can prove her worth to his organization. With failure, meaning certain death, Kira knows she must immerse herself in the merciless, murderous world of Crimson Dawn. What she doesn't know is just who she will be if she survives. So Sounds it's awesome. it's going to be about uh, Kira's side of everything. You know, with Solo, obviously the focus was on Han. <clears throat> um, and even then, we didn't get a lot of his focus in his Imperial time. We got kind of the tail end and his escape from... Uh, being in Imperial service. Um, but we're reintroduced to Kira, who's kind of on the other side of this situation, but still kind of trapped in this unfortunate criminal world. Um, just higher status for her. So this is going to be about her climb into that position as Dryden Voss's right-hand man or woman in this situation. Um, sounds interesting. I, I loved the solo movie and all the characters in it. So, and I thought Kira was interesting, and so I'm I'm excited to see, and I'm excited to see a little bit more about Dryden Voss. Yes, because I thought he was a he was an interesting crime lord, you know, evil. I, I liked him. He was very. I cool. liked him as a villain. Have you read um, the Crimson so, Rain comic series? Not read yet. It. I know that's one I've been told by you cool. a couple of times now that I need to read. It isn't, um, I mean, it's not the greatest thing of all time, but it's, it's cool. It gives you, it's cool development for Kira. Well, anything that's going to give me more information on characters is going to be enjoyable to me for the most part. It's basically about um, how Crimson Dawn meets its end. Ooh. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. So I'm definitely checking that out. Um, but yeah, so Crimson Climb came out today. Go check it out. That'll be the next book I tackle, more than likely. Um, I'm currently working on, uh, what is it called? I want to get the exact name correct, because this book is fantastic. Um, let's see if I can open my phone here. It's the new Inquisitor book. Um, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. And it's fantastic so far. I still have a few hours left in the audiobook, so I won't go into too much detail. Um, but essentially it covers this character and their development in the Jedi Order from uh, Attack of the Clones, like right before Geonosis, all the way through the fall of the Jedi and her service in the Empire as an Inquisitor. And so I've just gotten to a part where she joins the the Inquisitors, and it has been fantastic. There have been so many awesome name drops and references, and it ties in really well with some other books. Like, for example, in Brotherhood, where we see Anakin <clears throat> uh, get promoted to Jedi Knight in that book, she apparently is part of that same ceremony oh, cool. and gets promoted to Jedi Knight at the same time. And there's a little... There's that little quip where Palpatine's um, hologram essentially shows up and interrupts and says, hey, we have breaking news to discuss essentially about the bombing on Cato Nemoidia. Um, <clears throat> and so there are a couple of lines there that kind of basically match up word for word with the lines from Brotherhood. Um, so it's really cool. We get a lot of cool name drops like uh, Pong Krell who we all obviously hate. Um, 
he gets mentioned in it a couple of times. Keller and Beck shows up in the book. That's cool. Multiple times. Um, so, and gets a name drop a couple more times, like some, some really cool names that I, I, they've really done a very good job of kind of integrating, you know, a lot of different shows and movies and stuff that's going on here and there with this book. So it's been very well written. And so far I'm just, I love it. It may be one of my top five favorite Star Wars books. Interesting. That's high praise. I mean, it it it, it has been very good. Maybe top ten. Top five might be a little high. Um, we'll see how it ends, but definitely one of, definitely towards the top for me. Sweet. Um, it has it has been a really really good book. Um, so I think that's pretty much all of the news we have to catch up on. Um, we don't really have any more news about Skeleton Crew. We've got some rumors that, you know, it's going to be coming out January 2024. I hope so. I know there's some Lego sets and toys slated to be released in twenty in January. So hopefully we get Skeleton Crew then. But we're going to kind of go through a, a dark period of, of content <laughs> for a little bit, which is okay. We'll take the highs with the lows because we've, we've been riding pretty high lately. Yeah. Definitely. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we got like a Tales of the Jedi part two dropped at some point in between now and Skeleton Crew. But you think so? That'd be a surprise. I also won't be surprised if we don't. I guess I would be surprised by it, but it would be a very welcome surprise. For sure. So uh, with that, we're going to cover a little bit about, we've already talked a little bit about Ahsoka episode eight. Um, but let's dive in and talk kind of like what we did last week. Let's talk about our top three favorite moments in this episode. Okay. Okay. Would you like to go first, Kevin? Yeah. Uh, I, as I'm thinking about it right now, I guess I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that it was the last episode. So correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Hu Yang and Ezra, was that this episode? And when he's building yeah. the lightsaber? Yeah, yeah. So that was that's one of my favorite parts. As we talked about, I won't spend much time on it, but it was. I think I texted you this. I really feel like they did Kane and Wright in this series. Appropriate name drops, nothing crazy. Um, yep, but it was a good. It was a good uh, honoring him exactly without like relying on him and having the um, what's the the emitter. Mm-hmm. Having that be Kanan's is is a really nice touch. It it honestly Very reminds fitting. me of Harry Potter, um, with the wands. You know how yeah you know one has its brother. Um, yeah, I thought that that was kind of cool, and I think it's I think it makes sense that it goes to Ezra. However, how cool would it have been if to go to Jason? Yeah, if he gets trained up, which I yeah. think everybody I th- thinks. I he's thought about be. that too. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I'd be okay with him not being trained as a Jedi, though, personally. I do also kind of like the idea of him just being a, a Force-sensitive, you know. Yep. Just an individual. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have a hard time thinking that Hera will let him train. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on that. I don't think um, that she would let him. Maybe, <clears throat> but maybe seeing Ezra will change her, her mind a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, what is your number three? Um, I'm not going to do these in order because I don't know that I have them ranked in order, okay. but I want to cover this one first because I, I was so excited to see this. 
We got Death Troopers. Sick. We did. Sick. We got Death Troopers. So my prediction was not exactly right, but apparently the the red tape, which a lot of people had talked about on TikTok with me, uh, the red tape is imbued with Night Sister magic um, to some extent, and the Night Mothers were able to uh, bring the troopers back from the dead when. Um, when they were all basically cut down by Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka. And then all of a sudden they keep, they start coming up and Ahsoka, you know, looks at Ezra and says something like, did they do that before? You know, or something to that extent, like they had just decimated this, this group of stormtroopers, And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, they start rising from the dead. Wait, what would you what? have done if they were like, uh, if they had done something like they fly now, they fly now. Yeah. <laughs> what if they had done something like that? <laughs> oh, the missed opportunities. <laughs> it would have made that scene so much funnier and not as stupid. <laughs> that would have been that would have been awesome if they had done that. Yeah. I, I, I would have lost my crap if they had fit that in. It would have been a very Star Wars thing to do. <laughs> they on alive now? Yeah. They on alive yeah. now. <laughs> Well, and how about the scene with like the super mega death troopers or the death? death oh, they troopers? were so badass. That was so cool. Especially like when Ahsoka or uh, not Ahsoka, Sabine's blasting the one in the helmet in the face and like just blasting some of the, the helmet away. And it's just got that broken yep. nod, decayed jaw, just like bite. Ah, it was per. I, I don't know if they intentionally meant this to be very Halloween esque. But this season was perfect going into October. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a perfect lead up into October. For sure. I, I, I was just, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. We got the witches and the dark magic. We got the zombies. I mean, it was fantastic. It was so cool seeing them like cast their spell to, to bring the, the troopers oh, back. Yeah. It was so cool. Ritualistic. Well, and talking about the magic, what about uh, Talzin's sword? Yep, the blade of Talzin. That was cool. Yeah, like Mother Talzin's blade that she fought Windu with in the Clone Wars, yep. popping up and being given to Morgan. How dope was that? Morgan's character development has been among the best of the series. It's been pretty good. It still bothers me that her skin is darker and she doesn't have the like well, they pale white ghost that. face. I bet you the next time we see her, it will be more white. Because she, it might. I be. think that's what they were saying, and that's what I. If they're not, then I'm wrong, and it, it's not as cool as I thought. But my thought was that what happened in this episode is what makes her a full night sister, and she's going like she started that transition to start looking more like them. Yeah, but she's not going anywhere from now. It could be a process, like you from know? here on out. She no, no, she's dead. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Well, they could bring her <laughs> back. Soka got she her. Could, <laughs> they they, they that. could. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that nice sister magic, man. Somehow she returned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How great would that be? But I, I did like all of that. Uh, but really, I did quick, too. Because we're on that scene with the with the death troopers. I gotta be honest. When the three of them were standing there, it was kind of uh-huh. clunky. Like it didn't look that great, in my opinion. Um. Oh, really? Particularly Ahsoka. Like, the way that she was swinging and stuff. You know what it kind of reminded me of? What? Keller and Beck 
and his flashback bit. scene. A little bit, yeah. That's kind of what I, I I didn't feel like it was as smooth. I mean, I didn't I didn't notice it in, really until the second time I watched it through. But then I did, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it looks kind of you know some of those motions as... look a little awkward. Yeah, and it I can I can see that it has been though. I've seen some criticism throughout the series of that type of thing. I haven't agreed with it until this. Right. But how hilarious was it that Sabine get, gets shot in the head? First thing, first shot right oh, to yeah. the head. It was so funny. It was perfect. Yeah, these stormtroopers aren't missing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your uh what's your next top 3? Next moment? one. Um All right, this is kind of a weird one, but I am really hoping and praying that we will get answers to this somehow. But the one of the, the last moments when you see Balin looking off at ah. that beacon. Did I steal one of yours? Mortis gods, yeah. yeah. I yeah. am really scared that we're not going to get much An on answer that to it. for at least for a long time because like books and stuff take a long time to develop. But um, I really, really want to know more about that. And it was so yeah. cool, and I thought it was such it was such a cool way to end end things. Um, like you haven't seen yeah. the last of. I don't think that they're going to leave it unanswered. Well, I think we'll get something somehow. Maybe they recast. You know, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised, and I I would be upset, but I would understand if they recast because they put so much into this one character to not include it, not include him in the rest of the show, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing I want to know is, is he taking place, like, taking a position as one of the the gods of Mortis? And if so, why? Yeah. Why him? Exactly. That, that's what I want to know about it more than anything. And why are they there? Yeah. Like, how? why well, are they on Peridia? Why are there statues of them there? That, isn't that that a one cool, doesn't shock me as it much. It doesn't shock me, we also I have, know why. It's cool. In this series, and I forgot exactly where it was, but we also have some stuff that's very much related to the Zepho as well. Yeah, I think that that might have been just a nod, though. I don't know. I I, I mean, the Mortis Gods could have been just a nod. Uh, I don't think so. Amongst all the other statues that have been out there and stuff like that? I think it's... It could have been. I don't think so. I don't, but I don't think because I don't think the Zepho is just a nod either. I think they're. I really do think they're going to be moving into trying to bring some stuff from the Jedi Fallen Order games into movies and or TV shows. Let's get Cal Kestis in the Filoni movie to take down Thrawn. I mean, I'd, I'd be game. That would be cool. I'd totally be down. I'd I'd, I'd be all right with that. But that's what I'm saying. I think I, I think there are some things that, and I still believe that they are working towards Galen Merrick at some point. I really do. With all the nods they've had in the other shows, I I think they're not just nodding to him. You know, I'm not trying to to say well, my theory could still be right. You know, anything like that. But I'm saying I I think there are some things like that that they are working towards figuring out when and how to bring them into canon. Maybe. 
So not that I think the Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order are technically considered canon. They are. Um, But it would still be cool to see more of the Zepho. And I mean, we got that one creature, that one robot thing in Bad Batch Season 2 that was very Zepho-like. Yes. So I I don't don't think it's necessarily just a nod. Yeah, I mean, it it could be. You know, you never know. This is Dave working his magic. He's keeping us guessing, and he's trying to do a wonderful job, I think, of really trying to entwine all of Star Wars. How next level? Because he's always been great at tying his stuff together. How cool would it be yes. for him to start tying other stuff the same way? All the other stuff yeah. in. Yep. That would be cool. I think, yep, I think he's fantastic in that regard. All right, what's your next one? Um, Next favorite. I cannot remember. Is this the episode where Thrawn realizes Ahsoka's master is Darth Vader? No, that was, was the that previous this one. Episode? That was last episode? Yeah. Dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Um, well, you took Gods of Mortis. So I mean, it could be I'm yours as to, well. You know, I don't. I didn't buy it. I'm going to take. I really, really liked um, Ezra, like the the final scenes of Sabine throwing Ezra. Yes, using the Force. Yes, that was so good. And then. Tying into that, Ezra, and what a boneheaded move. This was this was very Ezra like, but to come off of the uh, the Jedi the Ada shuttle onto Home One with all of the uh, New Republic soldiers like aiming blasters at him, and he comes off wearing the stormtrooper armor. <laughs> How perfect was that? What an Ezra exactly. move! Like, and you Ezra, Ezra and maybe. Time. As a whole, Ezra Ezra has been, in my opinion, the best live action adaptation in this series. Ooh, that is tough. Yeah, that may tough. that's that's probably a hot take. Besides Hu Yang, I, I'm only counting organics in that. In organics, Hu Yang takes the cake. I for me. loved Hera but though. I think that might be mine. I think Hera is great. I think Hera has been fantastic, and I think it's close. But I think Ezra has taken Ezra. Ezra is every bit perfect. I mean, every single bit that I remember him in in uh, Rebels and how I would expect him to act and look. uh, You know, years down the road, he he is just incredibly well done. Agreed. In live action, I don't have a counterpoint. He is. He is arguably in my opinion, the best live adaptation uh, that is living, organic c- character. I might, I, st- I think, for me, it's Hera. That's fair. I can give you that. But it, they're all done so well. Yes. The casting was so yes, good. Yes, they are. Yeah, they, fantastic job on Ahsoka. <laughs> I yes. can't say that enough. So that, that would be me. Uh, seeing Sabine tap into the Force... Um, not just slightly, but fully enough to to help propel Ezra onto the Star Destroyer, onto the Chimera. Well, even to get her saber, that was, that was cool to see. Yeah, I mean that was a great. I saw. Um, did you? I saw some people the online one thing I, saying how it was forced that she was doing. Get it? <laughs> um, yeah, forced. And I think that's ridiculous. 
They were like they've been yeah, teasing that all season. You yes, knew that, that they, was they've been happen. really working towards that. Now, how much funnier would it have been if she had just given up and used her her van brace and the little rope to yeah. shoot it out at the lightsaber and just said, you know what, screw this. Yep. <laughs> and um, I did like the the lightsaber ignite hole in the head thing, like we saw in the Last Jedi, because that was something that kind of bothered me in Last Jedi a little bit. Yeah. But it's kind of grown on me a little bit after this. It didn't bother me as much. But, yeah, I mean, seeing her get to to finally tap into the Force, um, yeah, I I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing, but kind of for a different reason. It's the same scene. Um, But personally, I think her staying behind with Ahsoka was her redemption for kind of putting them in that position in the first place. Um, Yep. Absolutely. And I haven't really seen people talking about that, but that's probably my favorite part of the episode was her. Well, I I genuinely thought she was going to jump. Yeah. I 100% thought she was going to go with Ezra. I kind of feel like it would have been a stretch for her to be able to make that jump though. Yeah, but he was going to be pulling her with the force. I know, but like that was one thing that maybe seemed a bit it would have been too fine. convenient was how slow that ship was moving. Like, it, I don't know. Watch it again. And, it didn't bother me. Watch it again and pay attention but go back, to the timing of it, though. It just seemed like go back, go back and look at how slow the the uh, hyperdrive ring was moving onto the star destroyer to begin with. If you look at the scene where Ahsoka. And Sabine and Ezra are on those howlers. I get it, but and they're running up. I get it, but it's on at that point. Like you know that they're trying to like. You yeah, but move. it was moving. But that's what I'm saying. In atmosphere, it may be just slow. But it's you a know what? big, big piece of metal. In, I feel like in order for everything to happen, how it happened, it would have had to have been not moving. Like it would be moving, and then it would, you know, ten, fifteen seconds of fighting and it will have been like not moved at all i don't know it didn't bother me all that much i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cry about it it's just something that i noticed i was like oh that seems convenient it was i'm sure it was i mean it is but i like sabine's redemption and i think that it's an uh underappreciated part of the episode that i think is big right yes it's big character development I, I don't know. I think that people just kind of hate Sabine because of the decision that she made early. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get the hate that she's gotten as a character. I don't agree. I get it. But I don't agree with it. I think if you understand I, I don't, I don't, Sabine, I don't get it or agree with it. I think if you understand Sabine, kind of like what Hu Yang said, there really was no choice. Like that was mm-hmm. the only choice for her, and I agree with that. And I appreciate that part of Ahsoka's character development is her understanding that she's just going to have to accept that Sabine's going to do things yeah. that she doesn't agree with, just like Anakin had to do with Ahsoka and just like Obi-Wan had to do with Anakin. Speaking of which, my scene number three yes. is the very ending scene. Yes. How fitting. Um for Sabine to be out staring and looking at something and Ahsoka goes, you know, did you see something? And she goes, I, th- I thought I did or something like that. 
and then turns away and Ahsoka looks out, kind of smiles, smirks, and then walks away. And it's Anakin's ghost yep. standing right there. And how fitting, because you've got two sides of, of his of Hayden's redemption and not redemption in the sense of he had to, he, he needed to redeem himself. I don't think he had anything to redeem, but in the, in the eyes of fans, the character of Anakin has been redeemed both through the Kenobi show as the villain and through Ahsoka as the master. Mm -hmm. It's not redemption. It's, it's like a, his swan song. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, it was just, it was, it was so fitting for me. And I, I feel like it was a great way to close the, the book on his character. Agreed. The only thing that saddens me about it is I think that might be the last time we see Hayden as Anakin. I think so too. And so there, there's some bitter sweetness there because there has been a lot of love towards seeing him in the Kenobi series and Ahsoka. But they're not going to rely on it for the rest of Star Wars. You know, there may be a point in the future where they can, you know, figure out a way or a, a fitting reason for, you know, his his ghost or his character to show up at some point. But I I think that's that's it. That is it very the well end could be of Anakin. And I do. I, I would think. not be upset. I mean, I'd be sad because I always I wanted either. more, but what a way to go out, you know? It it was a, a very bittersweet moment Yeah, to see this is the last time we will probably see him don the, those robes. But how perfect for it to be the final scene of him looking at Ahsoka proud. Yes. It's perfect. Yep. He's he's done his job as, as her master. The only thing that I would like to see is him, I guess we kind of got it in Return of the Jedi, but I want to see him with his kids. I don't know that it'll happen. It'd be an expensive scene. <laughs> It'd be, be a very, very expensive, expensive scene. scene. Um, considering one one character's dead, one's super old, and then one's kind of old. Well, they would have um, to be CGI. Yeah. Um, yes. give, me, give me it in a, in a comic. <laughs> yeah. Comics fine, but it's not the same. No, of course not. But it would still be. It'll it'll never be the same. I want to know how they would handle it. Like, what would Leia say? I would love. I would love to see it. Yeah, I would. I would totally be down to see it in a comic, and that's how I would want. I don't want it in a book. If I'm going to see it, it, I do want to see it visually, Um, or at least an animated Mm -hmm. series at some point. Yeah, maybe a Tales of the Jedi. Cool to see. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, I, I'd be down for that, but it still wouldn't be Hayden. You that's what could. That's what's you no, could get him I, to no, do the voice. No, you you want Matt to do it? Yeah, he kind of deserves because he he has done so much for Anakin's character. Yeah, as a whole, he absolutely deserves all of the animated roles. Yeah, he's in, he's just in as much opinion. Anakin as Hayden. Yeah. He 100%. So I just, you know, I, I'm taking this as my moment to enjoy. We'll have Ahsoka. You know, it'll always be there. But this is official. I never as a kid 
what I have imagined feeling so bittersweet, you know, revenge of the Sith. I thought that was it. Like I thought, okay, now he's Darth Vader. He's got the mask. We're not going to see him again. Cause everything post this moment on is Darth Vader. Well, Revenge of the Sith was supposed to be it. Like there was never supposed to be yes. anything else. But as a kid, I never really thought of it. Like I think of things now. I don't just enjoy them and watch them and go, Oh, I can rewatch this. You know, I think of like the impact of like, wow, Dave was able to bring us this part of our childhood and we got to relive this. Like how Ah- Ahsoka just hits differently for people our age. Not that it's not a great show for, you know, older and younger generations, but our age specifically, those in their 20s and early 30s who really grew up as kids with yeah. the prequels and the Clone Wars, like... This just hits so much deeper on an emotional level. You know, I'm not saying I was bawling my eyes out or anything like that, but, you know, I was really able to contemplate, you know, I'm an adult now. I work full time. I've got a wife and kid. I'm a man. I'm a kid on the way. Like I've got, I've got so much other real world crap that I deal with. How special was it to be able to watch this and feel like, a kid watching star Wars again. Yeah, I agree. Like that's the beauty. I think of what Dave has done here. And it, and it made sense. Like and it wasn't fan service. It, it did. It, nothing, none about of it was fan service or just straight out forced just for the sake of saying, Hey, remember this? I did this. Hey, remember that? I did that. Yeah. You know, it was none of that. It felt genuine and it felt good. And it may be something, and maybe that's why some of the older generation may not be able to get it as much as as we do and i can't blame them for that but not everything for, me, is for everybody exactly and and this was def i felt like this was definitely written for me you know i think this was definitely written for you i think it was written in a way that all star wars fans can enjoy it but it 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 definitely did justice to those of us who grew up on prequels clone wars rebels i do maintain that it wasn't for the casuals they could watch it Correct. and enjoy it I, i'd agree yep but absolutely i think it was for us i can't say i cannot tell you how many conversations i've had with coworkers or friends and they have asked questions about like backstory and you know flashback scenes and i'm like you gotta watch clone wars yeah. you gotta watch rebels. at least some of it Yes, you don't have to watch all of it, but you're going to get it if you watch some of that. And obviously, they're not going to be watching it the same way. You know, I watched it as a kid growing up saying, wow, this is the newest, latest, greatest Star Wars content we're getting. This is awesome. You know, that I grew up with that Star Wars. They're they're not going to have that opportunity anymore to grow up with that on TV, eating a bowl of cereal, you know, whatever. Um, It was just really cool. That's what it is. It was just really cool to watch something and be aware of like, okay, this is the first time I'm going to watch it. I want to, I want to soak it in. Like yep. you're, it's like, it's an event. Absolutely. So well done. Uh, hat, hats off to Dave Filoni and all, all of the folks that were involved in Ahsoka. Yeah. The director, uh, you know, we got to give credit to, to everyone involved in that. I mean, Excellent storytelling, excellent characters, um, great way of mixing old with new, 
um, some EU with most Canon, you know, stuff. I mean, just all around fantastic. I think Dave, you did a great job and, and, uh, I'd like to see more content like this. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, my biggest critique of the show was I wanted another couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> That's a very reasonable critique. And I, I do think we are going to get a season two before we get the movie. Yeah, um, I do. The movie's not going to happen until 2025 or 2026, if I'm correct. That means so I think we definitely though. have. Yes, uh, absolutely. And it may even be pushed back even further I mean, now. It probably will. Um, thankfully, the strikes are over. So they've gotten everything settled and are able to, to start moving forward with writing and, and getting all of these stories, you know, developed. Um. So I think everything will be pushed back, which gives them time mm-hmm. to to reframe, you know, okay, we can still do Filoni's movie. Maybe let's do season two of Ahsoka and get Skeleton Crew out and anything else that might tie into it out first. You know, Mando season four, stuff like that, I think, is what they're going to do. And then they're going to lead it all up into his movie. Yeah. So it's going to be good. It's going to, we've got a bright future ahead of us, Star Wars friends. We're probably just uh, going to have to be patient very... for a couple of years. That, that well, I was patient for how long did we have in between um, Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens? Yeah. Ten years, almost um, ten years. That I was, think. That was, that was, that was, yeah, that was a, a long period of time. So you know, I can, I, God willing, if I live that long, I I can make it. Yeah, I'm with you. So sprinkle in a couple of books and comics and video games here and there and. I'll be good. I can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Absolutely. So that is all we have for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way. <laughs>